Okay, welcome to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. This is the very long overdue catch-up with the one and only John Fairgrave. Um, he is now an ex-boxer, becoming a triathlete. Excuse me, I have to correct you there, Scott. I am a triathlete. You are a triathlete. I am a triathlete. Okay. <laughs> so let, let's talk about your your transformation since our boxing fight. Yep. And November. But, but I'll still point out you never followed the game plan. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> 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 okay. So let's right. let's talk about what what inspired you to do triathlon? Well, um, I, I maybe mentioned it in the last one of these, which was post-fight, um, and that was that fundamentally you, did, um, you didn't realise that you had done it at the time, um, but that's because you planted the wrong seed in my brain at that point. Um, I, mean, I remember very vividly um, sitting, you know, we, we had got changed and showered and, and we were kind of dressed up for the for the party as it were afterwards yes. um, and you shouts across like across the table to me so John what's your next challenge next year um, and I said I don't really know yet Scott and you said to me how about open water swimming and I said okay let me think about it um, and then about a week later I came back and said I think we'll do triathlon next year yes. and, and that's kind of where it was born it was born out of what seemed to be something that was <laughs> and and you'll discover as this conversation goes on tonight um, that actually it's anything but simple. Um, but you know, to me, open water swimming just sounded far too easy. Right. Okay. And I know I know now it's not. I mean, I've not done it yet, but I know it's not. So. Um, and, so and I love how in that sentence there you said yet. So yet. I'm I'm gathering it's coming very soon. Yes, it is. Um, and and um, I. I, I I don't know quite what your question plan is for tonight, <laughs> so I'll just no, try we're, it we're, we're just going to roll, roll with it tonight because it's uh, it's an overdue catch-up with, right. you know, because you've been on the show multiple times. I think this is the fourth time it now. Could be, yeah, that could be obvious. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, you're the most famous guest <laughs> appearances <laughs> on the show so far. No, you get me on when you can't eat MDLs, that's the trouble. So. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, so so yet is 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 right enough because, um, and and I suppose I kind of have to tell you a little bit about, about my triathlon journey this year, um, and maybe that's where we need to go anyway. But but let me start with that. So, I thought triathlon would be quite easy to do, um, because it's just swim, bike, run, you know, and I can do all three of those things. Or rather, in January when I, before I started this seriously. I thought I can swim, I can ride a bike, and I can run. Not very well, but you know, I can do all those things. So triathlon is easy peasy, no problem at all. And I thought the only thing I'm really not good at is swimming. I'm really quite slow at swimming. Um, and I could do my technique getting brushed up a little bit. Now, um, I've been doing breaststroke for something like 30 odd years. Um, and I kind of developed it myself over 30 years. So it was kind of probably not proper, but I kind of could get up and down the pool. Not any real bother. And um, through your good friend, uh, Scott McCutcheon, uh, I got put in touch with a guy called Alan Cardwell, who's my triathlon coach now. And um, he said, right, come and show me what you can do. And I kind of one-to-one swimming lesson. 
which I did. Um, <laughs> and he kind of took one look and said, yeah, breast stroker. <laughs> and that was it. Do you know, and he said, you'll need to do front crawl. It's never going to work with breast stroke. Yeah. Now, some people do do breast stroke, but, but um, it's not fast enough, do you know. Um, and from about the 11th of January until today, um, and even today, I'm still not there yet. I've been learning to do front crawl from scratch pretty much. Um, and it has been absolutely hellish. Okay, so let's let's talk about you know your your first swim lesson. So how how did that go? Well, it was it was um, it was probably the best swim lesson I had until um, Monday this week um, because he didn't tell me I was doing anything wrong at that point because he didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> You know, okay. um, so it was case saying, right, I'll show you how to do long doggy, I'll show you how to do this and do this, do this, do this. And I did all the drills absolutely impeccably. Um, and that was my task for the next week or two is to go and do the drills, basically, um, and not to worry too much about getting the arms and stuff going. Um, and um, so the first lesson was really good. But um, ever since then, it's a case of, um, and I'm going to quote him precisely, he says, your glutes are not firing. He says to me every single time, your glutes are not firing. And until my glutes fire, apparently my legs will work properly. Okay. Um, and uh, and so that, that's my big big problem right now, is my legs will not come up high enough in the water and my legs will not kick the right way because my glutes are not firing and it just does my head in. Right, okay. <laughs> um, and then obviously, so you started your official triathlon journey January this year? January, yeah, January 4th. Right, okay. So now we're nearly, that's us going into September tomorrow, right? So nine months, effectively, you've been doing this. How many events have you done so far? Um, I've done three triathlon events so far. Um, the first one was supposed to be St Andrews at the end of March, which would have been really ambitious, um, I've got to say now that I think about it. Um, but I couldn't get signed on to that and the they kind of gave me a place like two days before the event and it just wasn't enough time. Yeah. So my first official triathlon event was Bishop Briggs in April. Um, and it was a really hot day and um, I was petrified out of my head. I was terrified of what was going to happen to me. Um, before it, I mean, that is, right? So, but see on the day, I just turned up nice and early, got my bike and stuff laid out in the transition area. And I sat down and just watched the world going by. And I was as calm as in, you know. Um, and see, once you get in the pool, um, the whole thing just runs, like, it continues. You, you just don't stop, you know. Pull yeah. out, bike, back, run, back. And until you get back off the run, um, you don't have time to think about what's next and who's doing what and yeah. where I'm at, you know. So, so it's a really good sport for that reason. Yeah. And during that event, what was your distances you were doing? So the very, so that was a, a Scotland Novice Triathlon, which is 400 metres of swimming. Um, and it was a 10k bike and a 3k run, I think. Okay. I think it's a 3k right. run. Yeah. Okay. And now, so now that was in April, right? Yeah. And if you were to do the same distance now, compared to April, would you bypass your time easily? On certain aspects of it? Maybe on certain aspects. I think I would do the run better and I would do the bike better. Now, the swimming is still just as poor because I'm still doing breaststroke on the 
competitive swim. I haven't got to front crawl yet with that. Um, so yeah, I think it would be the bike would be better and the the run would be better now. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. And if you were to pick one of your the sports that is your favourite out of the three of them to do right now, what is what is that? Oh, oof, that's really difficult. Um, that is really difficult because um, I used to like swimming until I discovered I couldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> um, I used to thought I was good at doing the bike because you know I'd, I'd spent so long in spin classes, you know, yours and others' uh, spin classes, and I thought this is what biking's all about, and it's not. <laughs> it's all about outdoors, clipped onto pedals and falling off periodically. Yeah. Um, and and the running I thought I was doing quite well, although I was never really fast enough. Um, but I now know how to run faster, and I'm doing faster. So I think, curiously enough, the thing that I hated for 40 years, at least 40 years anyway. Um, and the thing which you encouraged me to do was run. Yeah. And actually, I like running better than anything else almost. Yeah. And obviously, your transitional periods during that event, how did that go? Well, I had had good, uh, good coaching on that. Um, so it's all about organisation. Um, it, it's about organisation in the sense of, you know, you get your, your bike out, your helmet in the right place, your glasses in the right place, um, and your shoes are ready just to slip into with your wet feet, bare wet feet, I should add, by the way. Um, and, uh, you know, then you kind of run to the start line and then you go on your bike and go. Um, but the, it's the second transition that's always the hardest. It's going from bike to run because you've got still wet feet coming out of wet cycle shoes and trying to fit them into tight running shoes. Yes. Um, and the first two races I did, I couldn't figure it out. It took me like two and a half minutes or two and a quarter minutes to get from bike to run. Right, okay. I did um, Kelso uh, two weeks ago. Um, I had put, <laughs> I don't laugh at this, right? It was supposed to be Vaseline, but I used hair gel because I couldn't get any Vaseline. <laughs> so I put hair gel all around the back of my shoes, right? And they slipped on like, it was like, um, hot, a hot knife going through butter. It was absolutely amazing, you know. <laughs> so, that, so that's that's your we that's your your hack for people who are doing this. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, get oh. get the cheap hair gel out of the shops. I don't mean like the the jelly watery stuff. It's like it's like it is like Vaseline almost, you know. Um, By the way, you are going to start a trend here. I think uh, right. I <laughs> <laughs> okay, so obviously, yeah, training wise, so. Your intensity must be up there. Yes, um, I suppose you know if I if I go back to pre triathlon days, um, I would probably go to the gym maybe about what three times a week, something like that, and maybe spend an hour, forty five minutes, that sort of thing. I might add in a couple of classes if if I feel like adventurous. Uh, but now uh, um, I'm typically spending about two hours a day every single day of the week training. Um, and it's generally always two sports each day. It's either swimming and bike, or swimming and run, or bike and run, or okay. and how are you finding um, fitness in during a busy work schedule? Um, it's very easy. You just get up early in the morning. Early in the morning. <laughs> so how early are you getting up? Well, um, as an example, on Sunday... Uh, what day is this? That's the thirty first. So yes, yeah, two weeks past Sunday. That would be something like the twenty first of August. Um, I did um, one of my most adventurous bike rides yet, which was from uh, Glasgow Green to Bath. Wow! 
Um, and uh, so I got up at uh, five, I think. I was out of the house by six and started on the bike by half six, and I was in Balak by nine o'clock, easily. Ah, yeah. mm -hmm. So, you know, moving forward mm -hmm. on, on that, so what you can do then is pack a wee go bag and then you can go for a wee nip into the water while you're there. <laughs> so that, that's, that's where you're aiming. Well, the, the trouble is, Scott, right, um, and, and I learned this very early on in my triathlon journey, and that is that triathlon is swim, bike, run for a very good reason, and that's the order the sports are in because that's the order you should do them in every single time. Okay. If you do bike and then try to do swimming, as I have done, um, it just falls apart. The legs <laughs> just don't work anymore. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your running Let's yes, go okay. way back. If you could look at yourself last April, May, compared to where you are now with your... You mean April, May 21? Yes. Right, okay. That was almost before I met you, was it not? So, so I think that's when your running just started. No, my running started in June. Right, okay. So go yeah. from there. Yeah. So you're... So, so you're <coughs> going comparison... So your very first ever park run to where right. you are now. Okay, so yeah, so so it's your fault, by the way. Everything is your fault. Okay, uh, that's fine. <laughs> um, so I'm not making any excuses here. Um, I'm just saying it's your fault. Um, so you got me onto Couch to 5K in the June. On the 14th of August, I did my first 5K and I came in in, I think, like 42 minutes, possibly, something like that. Um. And I've done approximately one part run every month since then. Um, and my best time so far is now 34 minutes. Um, so in the space of a year, that's been taking almost about a quarter of my time for 5K. Um, and it's just been progressive, you know. Um, all, all the way through Couch to 5K, my big concern was it's taken me so long to do this running. You know, it's like um, I was measuring it in miles per hour rather than pace, you know, which is, which yeah. is an interesting change. But... Um, I'm thinking if I'm going to do this 5k in under 30 minutes, then I'm going to have to get faster. And I didn't know how to get faster. And that was part of my problem. Um, and my ambition is still to be under 30 minutes for 5k. Um, and the fact that I've got down so far in a year, I'm really quite pleased and I think I can get, get further. Yeah. yeah. And regards to your running, are you out yourself? Are you part of a running group yet? So um, mainly I'm on my own. Um, but I joined Glasgow Triathlon Club back in May um, and they have a twice weekly run coaching session um, which you can go along to um, I've not been to very many because I generally have to get my other <laughs> exercises done yes. as well that's, that's an extra as opposed to, as opposed to my, my yeah. core work but, um, but yeah so they, they teach you running as well they, they, they give you hill training and, and distance training and stuff like that too so yeah Okay so we spoke about your first event yep. Um Let's talk about your next event after that. So the next event after that was Montrose, um, and it was an absolutely adorable day. It really was really 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 nice. Um, and and part of what I what I can do just now is I can go and practice on the course beforehand because the courses are all in Scotland and they're all within reasonable travel distance. I mean Montrose yeah. is like two hours or something. Um, and I got to Montrose, tried out the pool. Um, I'd done the bike route and discovered a huge big hill within like the first five kilometres, and it just kills you, you know. 
<laughs> and um, on the way up the hill, my chain came off, and I had just a big disaster on this this trial run. So it was good, but but the downhill was always amazing. I just love it. Um, and then I went round the run course the long way round, which didn't help. But hey, um, so when 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 triathlon day came along, it was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I knew where I was going, what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I can't know where I finished, but but um, if if you're good with statistics, you'll know about something called the lower quartile which means the lowest quarter of the entrance. So that's where I always finish, is in the lowest quarter of the entrance. So <laughs> one of these days I'll get to the top, but, you know, to start with, I'm, I'm just kind of getting I'm getting used to the whole idea about competitiveness. And that's yeah. that's something that I've found really hard, actually, is about feeling competitive about this stuff. Because when you're doing the training all the time, all you're thinking about is keeping to the pace that's been set for you or covering the distance that's been set or training for 45 minutes or whatever it happens to be. Um but when it gets to race day, all of that has to go out the window um, and you just have to focus on being first. And, yes. and although I'm, I'm generally a competitive person by nature, it's because I, I know how, <laughs> I'm going to say this just quietly, because I know how old I am, <laughs> then um, I, I don't have any great expectations of being first in a triathlon yeah. at this stage yet. So so that, that I've got to be first. Competitiveness just isn't there yet. But okay. Yeah. So if I could ask the question, right? So you've you've now experienced three triathlons. Yep. Uh -huh. Right. Okay. So out of which sport would you say the the people around you are the most competitive in this? Like they they want to win that. This is the this is going to be their title. You know whether it's the the pool, you know or is it on the bikes, people barging past you to get on their bikes, or is it on the runs? Yeah, well, <laughs> um, that, that's that's an interesting question um, because I don't know the answer to that question actually. Um, okay. The problem, the problem, I'll call it a problem with the sport is this: um, because these are all pool-based events at the minute, um, you don't kind of all jump in the pool at the same time and then frantically swim backwards and forwards, you know, hitting into each other like a whole kind of, kind of like Rami sort of idea. It's very organised, you know, you're like five people to a lane and you have so many heats for each competition. Right, okay. So so what that effectively means is that you're if you're lucky, you will you will be racing along with people that you swam with. If you're okay. if you're of this if you can swim at the same time as them, you'll you'll race on your bike at the same time as them. But if you're fast on the bike, you'll be ahead of them and they'll be behind you somewhere, you know. Um, if you can manage to keep up with, or they can keep up with you for two events, then either they'll overtake you in the run or you'll overtake them in the run. You know, it's and it's the, it's the strangest event ever because it's, it's like um, a very lonely sport in some senses because you yes. never know who's in which race and when they started and when they finished. Yeah, because you just have to watch. You know who's going to so, so obviously, going from the pool perspective, obviously five to a lane, right? So uh, have you had a foot to your face? No, no, not yet. Because I'm always last, remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. And obviously, next event. What's on the horizon? So, um, so you've missed out in a certain sense the most important event, which was Kelso. Um, I'm having to go back and talk about that. But the next event is Gala Shields at the end of this month, 
Yeah, end of September, okay. rather, sorry. Yeah. Um, right, so let's so let's backtrack. Let's go to Kelso. Kelso, right. So Kelso. So I, I said earlier that Briggs was a was a novice event. So yes. four hundred ten and three. Um, Montrose was four hundred um, twelve and five. Kelso was seven fifty. Okay. 23 kilometres on the bike and 5k run. Okay. So that's a big jump from your Huge jump, event. Yeah. So we're going from novice triathlon to what's called sprint. Right. Novice yeah. is also called super sprint because it's shorter. But so, so that was fine. But I was I was in a lane with people who were swimming at the same speed as me. So so the kind of average swim time in our lane was probably 22, 23 minutes. Um, and, and that's kind of where we ended up. Um, got on the bike out on the road and, and the course which I had tested it before and had a huge big long hill like maybe I don't know four or five kilometres of just constant uphill um, not anything very big but it was just there um, anyway got to the end of that legs were exhausted got a nice big downhill started it all over again because it was two laps and um, I, I thought how am I ever going to face this hill again do you know uh, and because I was kind of last out of the water I was only on my own as it were doing this so there was nobody passing me I wasn't behind anybody uh, and it felt really really lonely doing this this particular bike race so there was nobody to be competitive with you know I couldn't chase anybody but anyway so second lap got back onto the main road and down the hill and about halfway down the hill flat tyre Jesus and I, that would that would be something like my fifth or sixth flat tyre that week um, and the number of spare inner tubes I've got right now is is to be believed, you know. <laughs> um, and I thought, right, okay, so there's a wee marshal girl further down the hill. Um, the road's really narrow where it is. I can't stop and change my tyre just now. So I'll walk down to where she is, sit down, get the tyre changed and go on my way again. And uh, so I did that and uh, opened up my little kind of saddlebag thing with all my tools in, only to discover I had no tyre levers. So for those of your listeners or watchers, um, if you try to change a tyre on a bike without tyre levers, you have to have really strong fingers <laughs> or else you just don't do it. Um, and I thought, what the heck am I going to do now? Do you know? Because um, I had only ever got a tyre off the bike using tyre levers. And I thought, right, okay, there's a stick. I'll try that. The stick broke before it even got so much as an inch within the bike. And I thought, right, that's me, absolutely jiggered. I said to, to the woman, eh, you have to call the pickup truck because I can't carry on. I've got a flat tyre and I've got nothing to fix it with. She said, okay, so that was fine. So so she eventually got hold of Doogie, who was the, who also was the first aider, as it turns out, but he was also the pickup guy. Um, and between the time she eventually got him and he arrived, I'd found another stick. Right. And this stick worked. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bought it under the wheel, under the tyre. Um, and I was in the process of changing my inner tube when Doogie arrived. Um, and I said, I think I'll be all right, Doogie. So um, he gave me a bottle of water, finished off fixing the bike, and uh, I was on my way again. So I was probably about half an hour sitting on the ground getting this thing fixed. It takes about 15 minutes to change the wheel, to change the inner tube anyway, and then it was 15 minutes messing around. The time I got back to Kelso... Um, the uh, I started my run. My legs were completely seized up. They were like, if you can imagine, like the Tin Man in in, um, 
Wizard of Oz, you know, yeah. you need oil in all his joints to make him go. That was what I needed that Sunday afternoon was oil in my joints because <laughs> I would take 10 steps and I had to stop because I couldn't run anymore. And um, the first 200 metres of the run out of Kelso um, swimming pool is uphill and on steps, and it was just a nightmare. Um, at least 15 times in the space of the first half a kilometre, I said, I'm going to have to stop. I'm just going to give up and go back. Um, but I didn't. Um, and and this is the weird thing about this, um, the, 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 the kind of mentality, the mindset that has kind of developed in me over the last nine months has been you don't give up. Yeah. Um, the only time you can give up in a race is if you're injured beyond the ability to compete. So yeah. I wasn't injured. I could still move my legs. I just wasn't moving them a hell of a fast. Um, so I carried on. Um, and I had to do two laps of that course, so I had to go up that hill and up those steps twice. Um, it didn't get any easier and it didn't get any faster, and it's probably the longest 5K of my life. It yeah. felt like the world was um, never coming to an end. You know, during your, your triathlon, uh, your running part anyway, obviously it'll be totally different compared to when you're out on your own, because when you're out on your own, you have your own music. But I gather for events, are you allowed music? Or? You're not allowed events if you're on open roads. So uh, not, you're not allowed music on open roads. Rather. Um, and that's because they're concerned for your safety, that if you listen to the music, you won't hear traffic behind you um, so, or pedestrians or whatever. So. so what about if you you have the, the Aftershocks uh, earphones? Uh, but, but no, the point, it, it, it's, a, it's an absolute ban at the start. No Are mobile phones, okay? no earphones. <laughs> No, anything, you know, right? Yeah. So when, when you're on this on this race, you're on your own. Right, okay. Yeah. So how? So obviously you were talking about mindset there, John, right? Yeah. So how does your your mindset flip? Because obviously I know when you go out running on your own, you know if you're going around your estate, you have a scooter beating away. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe earlier, you uh -huh. know. But how do you keep yourself going? during that run? Well, uh, and, and that, that's part of the problem. Um, uh, that was particularly a problem in Kelso. It was less of a problem in Montrose um, and definitely not a problem in, in Briggs um, because I didn't know any better than Briggs. I just had to keep my feet moving. Um, but how do you keep your, your, yourself going? Um, strangely enough, what, what was going through my head was I can't let anyone else down here you know yeah. and, and and as a mindset that, that's really not very good um because your your performance then becomes dependent on what you think somebody else thinks about what you're doing yeah. when in fact all you have to do is to get to the end of the race um and but it, it, it was it was really weird because i just didn't want to give up but yeah i felt like giving up so so many times um and and i really don't know what got me through to the end Scott, apart from this fear of letting somebody else down you know yeah okay and getting a DNF on your score sheet, which is absolutely, that's, that's just the worst thing ever. You know? Yes. <laughs> well, it could be worse because you could go get a DNS, did not start. <laughs> yeah, there is that too, yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want either of them. No, I don't. Absolutely. So you mentioned your next one, Gala Shields. Yes. Uh, so what's the... What, the distance for that. So it's it's pretty much the same as Kelso. It's um seven fifty swim, uh twenty bike I think, and uh five k run. Okay, yeah. and have you been up and scoped out the 
No, not yet. Um, and, and it's early days yet. I usually do the scoping out two weeks before the race, so that's not due really until the middle of September, that one. So. Right, okay. Yeah. And then what about after Gala Shields? Have you got something else on the agenda? Oh, I do, and you know what it is. It's the grey, the glass, oh, what is it? It's the great great Scottish one. Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to beat you in that, you know that. Right, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so are you looking forward to the, the hill at the start, St Vincent Street? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm absolutely not. Um, so because what, what happened, we've, we've talked about triathlon here, but I, I did a 10k in, in um, oh, when was it? July? Was it July, possibly? Uh, something called Run the Blades up at um, the White Lee's Wind Farm. Okay. And um, I thought, I'll dip a nice wee trot around the, the park, you know, and uh, relatively flat, I thought. There was a kind of warning about getting, you know, keep some stuff back for the final hill sort of thing, you know, and I thought, well, there's a wee hill up to the visitor centre right enough, you know, it's not that bad. But that wasn't the hill they were talking about. Um, it, it, almost just before you kind of, it's, it's like the last kilometre and a half out or two kilometres out, there's this hill and it just seems to go on and on and on up forever. And I thought, I don't remember ever coming downhill to get to this point. Yeah. So I'm always going uphill. Um, so... And that was horrendous. So if I can manage that, Scott, I'll manage the start up to the right. Okay, so it was very <laughs> deceiving then. Yes, very. Okay, right. So let's talk about timing. Have you got a time in mind for uh, the great? Yeah, and, and I said I'm going to beat you. I'm not going to beat you. That's absolutely for sure. Do you know, <laughs> um, if I get one thirteen, I'll be quite happy. If I get less than one thirteen, I'll be absolutely delirious because uh, listen, that, that would be good for somebody my age. Listen, there's, there's a there's a very good possibility that we'll probably be around the same times. Because, but, as you know, I like to stop and take pictures. <laughs> not in a race, Scott, really. I mean... <laughs> yes, yes. No, 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 no. Oh, no, there's... Oh, uh, I'm It's got to be a selfie. <laughs> Every kilometre. Oh, how you go? <laughs> <laughs> but what what's after that, then? Oh, well, that's easy. Um, so it, 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 it would be very very easy just to sort of go for the same stuff, you know, um, the short version triathlon. Um, I mean, they're hard enough, they're, they're, don't get me wrong, they're, they're not they're not easy races to run uh, by any stretch of the imagination and to get better, I suppose you have to do lots and lots and lots of them. Um, but next year, uh, this is kind of what the plan looks like and I can pretty much tell the year after that as well, so, uh, and probably the year after that too, because it's all kind of mapped out in my head of where I want okay. to be. So, so next year, it's a couple more sprint-sized triathlons to start with. And then back end of the year, I think I've got three full-size triathlons kind of in my head. Um, one at Allardale, which is in the Yorkshire Dales, I think, somewhere. So what's, um, the, what's the actual distances for that? I'll come from, I'll, 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 it's a standard Olympic triathlon is what it is. So it's a one-and-a-half-kilometre swim right. in water. Um It'll be 40 or 100 kilometres bike. I can't remember which it is. And then 10k run. Okay. Um, so I actually know it's, it's two standard and a, and a sea sprint at Ely up in the Fife coast. Um, but the, the biggie next year, if I can be ready for it, is the Gullen Triathlon, which is kind of pretty famous. It's a one and a half kilometre sea swim. And you've got to do half of it in 23 minutes. And if you don't do half of it in 23 minutes, then you're out at the very start. Okay. Um, so it's it's fairly well known, the Gullen one. 
follow, uh, oh, next year, um, head for half marathon running. Okay. Following year, it's um, marathon or maybe some more half marathons, more full-size triathlons. And then in the year after that, which will be, what is this, 22, 23, 24, probably 2025, I think. Pretty sure it's 2025. Anyway, I'll, whatever age I'm 70, whatever year I'm 70 and is Ironman. Okay. 70.3. So then you'll be moving on to effectively ultra running, yeah? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, that Ironman is, is a, is a full-size marathon at the end of 100 and something kilometres on the bike and goodness knows how many kilometres in the sea. It's like three and a half, I think, kilometres swimming at that point for Ironman. So huge, huge distances. Um, and, um, you know, it excites me to the, be up to the point of I'll never be able to do that kind of excitement, you know, um, but I know I can, you know, it's just yeah. about persevering. And it's good that you've got plans in place for the next couple of years because you know what your actual fitness goals are. The secret is I haven't told my wife yet. Well, unless... <laughs> and she's not hearing this, so that's not, not so bad. Okay, so she won't be hearing this podcast. Good. So she will not be hearing this podcast. <laughs> Ah, fantastic, John. Um, it's been great to catch up with you. Um, it has been a long time. Um, so when is the uh, Gullen? Um, Gullen is the start of September next year. Um, so between now and, uh, well, actually, I suppose between now and June next year, I've got to get, I've got to have mastered two things. I've got to have mastered front crawl uh, and I've got to have had open water experience at that point. Yes. Um, the other Triathlon is, um, I'll call it indoor water. It's like uh, it's a lake rather than sea. Uh, yeah, yeah, wetsuit yeah. Yeah, stuff, yeah, absolutely. Wetsuit as well. So yeah. if you're buying anything, I would recommend Lomo um, uh -huh. Water Sports in town. So that would be the, the shop to go to. Okay, okay. Was that a, was that a product placement there, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> He's forgetting advertising these these for that. I would, I would highly recommend their services. <laughs> no, I'm not on commission for them. <laughs> so before we round up, John, yeah, obviously we've heard about your training, but have you got any questions for myself? Well, um, obviously you you follow me on social media. You see how busy I am. Yes, indeed, Dan. Yeah. You're busier than me, let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say my only question for you is this, right? And and I'm, I'm going to give you fair warning that this is a question I don't want the answer to. Right, okay. So when, I mean, obviously you said there, you know, Iron Man, that's heading towards ultra running, you know, and, and I can't even begin to imagine ultra running. It's bad enough trying to deal with 5K and 10K without dealing with 40, 50 and 60K or 100K runs. I mean, that just would blow my head off that. Um, so here's my question for you then, right? And I really don't want you to answer this question right now. When I finish my Iron Man 70, uh -huh. what will be the next thing you say to me, John? How, have you thought about trying... Something else. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure I could find one or two things for you. <laughs> Do you think? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, don't. <laughs> you've done exactly. <laughs> So after you've completed, you know, after you've completed an Ironman, right? Yep. Would that be the end of your triathlon story? 
No, I don't really think it would be um, because um, I think there's, uh, I suppose what would be the ultimate excitement uh, for me would be to get um, a placing in my age category. Right, okay. So so my age category for triathlon at the minute is vintage, which is great. I like the sound of vintage. It sounds like <laughs> port, you know, something like really quality. Um and um so so my my objective ultimately is to get first place in my age category. Um I think it's very unlikely I'll ever get first place or anything like it um in the race overall, because you know we're, we're competing against 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds now, so there's no way. I'll ever be faster than a 19-year-old. I'm, I'm realistic about that. But um, because of the age category stuff, I think I could probably be best in my age, age category. Um, and that's what my objective is in the longer term. So triathlon is not a sport which, having started it, is going to be over in four years' time. It's going to carry on um, because it's just so... I don't know. It's, it's just so difficult. Yeah, um, do you... not because the individual sports are difficult, but because yeah. it's difficult joining them together. Obviously, you've been going on your fitness journey for a couple of years now. Is your only regret not starting triathlon sooner? Yes, no, it started when I was twenty-one. Yeah, okay, like for four to five years ago. That that sort of regret, you know. Okay. But you know, um, I've also learned in my my long and um, painful life that regret is the last thing you should ever do. You know, the past is what it is for a reason. Um, and you know, if I if I look back to my twenties, um, this stuff wasn't well. It was around, but it was never something that ordinary people did. You know, yeah. people. Uh, uh, who were in their twenties? So for me, that would be what, like late seventies, probably. Um, yes, sure, sport was around. You know, athletics was around. Absolutely, been around for hundreds of years. Um, but you know, ordinary people like me never did this stuff. You know, this was for rich people. Um, and, and so much has become available to ordinary people nowadays that um, it's accessible. Um, yeah. You know, even even things like the triathlon club, it's like thirty quid a year. You know, you don't, you don't have to pay very much to get access to the best training. Yeah. Um. So so yes, I, I regret not being fitter, younger, um, and not recognizing that sport was a good a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, but hey, I'm I'm I'm, I'm where I am, and I'm just gonna do it. That's it. Exactly. Hundred percent. And you mentioned. You've not been in open water yet, right? Correct. So have you got a time frame in mind for that? Time? Well, yeah, it's going to happen next year. Um, for two reasons. One is because we're heading towards the end of September now. I know it's not even started September yet, but we're heading towards that kind of date when it starts to get too cold again. Um, but, but the reason my coach has said that he doesn't want me in open water yet is because, A, I can't do front crawl yet. And yes, I could do breaststroke. Absolutely, I could do that. Um, but he just thinks it's too early to put me out in open water because that would just be another stress on my on my technique, as it were, you know. So yeah. um, next okay. year. So yeah. So what I'm expecting to see on social media then yeah. on the first of January is John going to the Lunaduk. Aye, that will be right. <laughs> 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 but you know, here's the thing, you know. You see, you've just done what I said you weren't to do. <laughs> you've put a stupid idea in my head now. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you so much, you know that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. You know that's okay. praise, actually. That's praise. I say that it's not. I, I don't really yes. mean. <laughs> I know, but no, it's been great, John. Uh, catching I've up. been nice to see you again. It certainly has. Thank you. <laughs>